0: Retro Rebel Gamecast Episode 38 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash podcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and see what else we're up My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co host Amanda, who's not eating today.
1: No, I'm not eating. I'm done eating. I've eating. sworn off eating. I've sworn off eating. <laughs> I'm drinking now.
0: Oh, no, now you're drinking. Well, good. So am I. i out.
1: It's gin and tonic time. Is
0: it? In a wine glass? <laughs> yeah.
1: That That is actually a gin glass.
0: Shut the front I door. find.
1: Yeah, that's how they serve them over here. So get with the program. Well, it opens up the bouquet. It you know, does it, of gin? Allowing it is to is be, there such a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's aromatic. It's mm. got juniper, you know what I mean? It it's a does big have deal.
0: that. I don't know if you've ever tasted Any of the listeners have tasted gin. Well, that was your first mistake. It's delicious. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> well, besides drinking the worst liquor, uh, what else have you The best
1: into? liquor that has ever existed. <laughs> no. I think you'll find.
0: <laughs> I think you will find. I,
1: you know, I, no. I think you will find you've had bad gin if I'm you don't like so
0: it. I'm so disappointed right now.
1: Uh um, no. It's the best. Different. I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you Scottish small batch gin. It's incredible.
0: It sounds and, that sounds like it should be really good. And then I'll send really you my good. PS4. So. Yeah. Yes, Deal. we'll trade. Deal. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what have you been playing?
1: Um so uh, episode two, Hearthstone Adventures two. Nice. So okay. con- the continu- the continuing adventures. So I beat the expansion pack, um, and I started doing the Frozen Throne. Oh, okay. Expansion is not the right word, but you know whatever I mean. You know yeah. what I mean. It's a it's story it's campaign. Yeah, the solo campaign. Yeah. Campaign. Um. So basically everything was fairly smooth sailing until I got up to the Lich King. I have imported deck builds. I have made 20 or 30 custom decks of my own. Um, I have Googled it. I have done walkthroughs. I have read strategy guides and I have probably fought him. 200 times really and I have not beat him yet not once not with any character ever and I cannot figure out what is the quote-unquote easiest character to go at him with but I've tried everything that I like understand how to play so I've tried priest I've tried uh mage I've tried warlock I've tried um, let's see, Priest, Warlock, Rogue. I've tried uh um uh Paladin. Yeah. And I've not been able to beat him with anything, even importing custom decks that other people have like been on, like really Murloc heavy decks yeah. and stuff like that, which is supposed to be the way to do it on a budget and whatever. I've not been able to do it. I've not been able to do it at all. Not once, over 200 tries, I would bet my life on it. Like every day for the past two weeks when I've been at the gym, I have been trying, 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 you know, for a solid hour of continuous back-to-back matches while I'm like riding on the cycle. Nope. Oh, well.
0: And so now. Really frustrating. Now is this on the is that the very first battle or the last battle?
1: I mean, if you tell me there's a second battle, I want to kill myself. It's the well, first
0: one. Okay, so like the very very <laughs> first battle in the expansion is the Lich King. Yeah. And that's the one you're talking about.
1: No, no, I'm talking about the one where where you go 6 rounds then he takes out Frostmore and he summons the six souls. You have to kill those quick because he's invulnerable. And then he just bludges you to death with this hero power that takes away your health immediately. One point extra every single round. Hmm. That one.
0: I guess I have... So, you already beat uh, Professor Putricide. Oh, yeah. See, I can't beat him.
1: Oh, well, I'm coming to the wrong person for advice. Yes, you I? are.
0: Because I well, can't. Well, I think
1: that solves our debate of who the yeah. fuck is better at this game. <laughs> I, I, isn't it? I guess
0: we'll see. Um, you I'm know how I to... beat
1: Professor Putricide? I think I beat him with a rogue, super um, weapon heavy rogue. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: So just like blades out all day, son. Like really spell heavy as well. I think I think I use lots of those spells that like drain health like like lots of life steel added to the weapon and then i just threw minions out kind of as cannon fodder right because they get wrecked up yeah you know what i mean and i just did direct damage with the weapon every single turn. direct damage um i think that's how i beat that one
0: i was gonna say because every every build that i've seen online they say to use uh well the ones that i found they, they, uh, they say use a hunter, and so I built this hunter deck. That's just shite. It's just the worst. Yeah, no. And as I am trying to, um, I'll get to the last round with him because you have to. No, beat him I, three I times. know,
1: I know that it wasn't with a hunter. If you want to know why? Because I haven't played with the hunter once. Yeah, so I know for sure it wasn't the hunter. Okay, and the you know, at the time when I beat him, but he's not the hardest. That's a fucking problem. There is yeah. one after him that's even harder. Yeah. So he the was... the one after him, no, he's no, he's not the hardest. The one after him is harder. The one after him took me like a hundred odd tries to do, yeah. and it's all timing based. So essentially you need the thing that murders all of your minions. Yeah. So essentially you've got to time it. You've got to use like Jaina or the rogue so you can do direct damage yeah. to him. Um, and it's like, I, it's like the dragon or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, maybe you've got to murder all the dragons before you, you've got to murder all your minions before he takes a certain number of points of damage. Otherwise he will freeze them in place and you'll lose that minion slot. And they'll never be active the whole rest of the match. Ooh. So you'll go from... You You already are reduced to having, I think, what you get, like, eight minion slots normally. Yeah. Or whatever. You're reduced to four from the word go. Yeah. And if you get below that at all, it's almost impossible to beat him. I think, I think when I finally did beat him, it was, once again, with that same mage build that was loads of direct damage.
0: Yeah. And
1: I loads of those cards to return all minions to their owner's hands.
0: Ah, yeah.
1: And that's what I did all the time. So whenever I knew I was going to be dealing direct damage that got rid of all his minions, I would return everything to my hand. But look, when I'm telling you the Lich King is so much harder, he is so much harder than all of those because he, you, you go into the battle um, you go into the battle, and depending on which class you're playing, his first move is a cheat move. So, like, if you're playing, I think it's the mage. He takes you down to one hit point as his opening move.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: You know what I mean? And yeah. every single class is different. So, like, priests, you can't say any of the shadow words. He takes those away. Um, the the mage or something like that, or oh, the rogue, he takes away all of your spells. Like, the warlock, the paladin, he has, like, four times as much armor or something. Like, every single thing, exactly what your class would usually do, he takes away, initially.
0: Yeah, or whatever you're vulnerable, vulnerable to.
1: Exactly. So, what I'm finding so difficult is not surviving past... So, you you go six rounds, you play whatever you want, you try to just go toe-for-toe, toe, like, tick his damage off like, as much as you can, but keep the field clear of minions. Yeah, that's the initial strategy. Then he'll take—he'll get out Frostmourne, which will summon six spectral creatures that are, like, a 2-6, yeah. all six <laughs> of them. And you have to clear the board of that, because he is completely immune while doing five damage to you direct with his weapon— Every single time. So essentially, if you put out a taunt minion, he will murder it with his weapon, and then you're taking direct damage from the two sixes. Every single time. So clearing that is quite hard. So essentially, you need the thing that at the end of your turn destroys all minions. You have to have that card, basically. Because that's like the only way to do that round and go into that round with, like, no minions summoned, basically. But then beyond that, if you haven't done enough damage to him, he starts out with 30 armor and 30 health. So if you haven't done enough damage to him in the beginning round, his hero power after that is that every single round he does three damage plus one per turn or something like that. So within just a few rounds, you have no health left, no matter what you've done, if he's summoned any minions whatsoever. You know, like, you just you just can't. Yeah, that is the hardest fight ever. And they're saying you need a Murloc-heavy deck, and you've got to, you know, do this or whatever. I don't know. Like, like, I haven't even attempted that fight in four or five game sessions because it is soul-crushingly hard.
0: <laughs> well, in a game like that, or uh, where you have to go multiple rounds or whatever, and it may take 15 or 20 minutes for one match. Well, that, that, uh, that takes a toll on you. You don't want to. And that's the thing with the Professor Putricide. Now, the thing is, is I've played every one of the expansions or whatever you want to call them, solo campaigns. And I've beat every one of them without any trouble. In fact, there's usually only one fight, maybe two, that has a special mechanic. And every other one it's like I can just use my basic build for the deck that I play in my main and I've been able to beat almost every one of them. This is the first one that I've ever run into where I was like, "Oh, this take this is taking more than 10 tries. This is hard." <laughs> yeah. You know. No, I'm ta- I yeah.
1: no joke, 200 tries on the Witch King. He is so hard. Like, but Professor Future Side, just go at him with a with a rogue build. Yeah. Like with a weapons heavy rogue build. I'm pretty sure that's what I used. Um, and if that doesn't work, try, um, try a draw heavy priest. Yeah. So essentially, the priest that has that card that's like every time a minion is healed, draw. Yeah. yeah. You need that card. You need loads of the on battle cry, draw a card card. Yeah. Yeah. Just go with that and just like throw tons of things at yeah. it. You know what I mean? Just throw tons of things directly at it keep yourself at full health and that's yeah. really all you need to do because then you've got tons of low-level minions to keep you at 10 minions kind of across the board yeah. and you'll ping his health down i know there's two of him but you'll ping his health down to nothing yeah
0: yeah you mean the putrecide side or the uh Which well you think...
1: if you've not if you've not gotten far enough to see that there's two of him
0: there's then I no there's two well there's the first time you get him down he's got Thirty or fifteen armor or whatever, and thirty health. Once you get him down to fifteen, he comes back and he lets go one of his minions out. That kills all of your minions every turn. You know, he, mm-hmm. I think he casts yeah. three. It's like a, a board-wide attack, only on your minions of three health. And so, if anything has less than three health, it wipes your board. When you kill yeah, that, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. when you kill, the, when you get down, when you get him down to fifteen again or to one. Then he comes back with another one. And so that's the third time. And then, so you're saying after you get him to zero, he comes back.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't gotten him that far.
1: Like his little, his little, um, look, I haven't paid that close attention, but his little faceplate flips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He flips several times, but I think there's only two of them. Yeah, I think you're right. You're, You're
0: right. I think at the end of, when you get his armor down. Zero. Even if you get he into flips. his actual health, he flips, and when you do it again, he flips one more time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah that's I think that's I mean. right. Okay, there's yeah, only, yeah, but right. There's only
1: two characters, you know, but it flips depending on
0: you know right. what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, we're on. I have got. Yeah, yeah, I have.
1: <laughs> yeah, then you're fine. You just look, just try a weapons based, you know, something with heavy weapon with life steal and low cost minions that you just throw on the board to keep them distracted, like lots of taunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just hang his health down. That's that's all you got to do. Like, literally, let him put as many minions as you want because he's got to, like, bite through your taunts. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's okay. I, I, will, I will try that or the, for the rest of the night. That'll be, my, yeah. that'll be my go. Yeah.
1: I mean, I can't believe that I just talked for 13 minutes about
0: <laughs> Hearthstone. I can't. I know. Yeah, and there's probably some of the comments that are like, "Oh my god, two hundred tries at Lich King, get good." Um, mm. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, to be fair, I've only been playing for a couple weeks, so you put you playing for you
0: know three years, so four years, however long it's been out. Yeah. no. Um, and, and I haven't gotten that far, so yeah, rub it in. You
1: I know. mean, you two suck! Holy crap! I thought you only started playing this a couple months ago.
0: Oh no! I've been <laughs> playing since the beginning. The, the lowest yeah, rank I've ever gotten. The lowest rank I've ever gotten, uh, or highest, however you want to... Because you start at 25. If you get to 20, you get the card backs, you know. Um, the highest I've ever gotten was 11, I think. Maybe... Yeah, 11 is the highest I've ever gotten. So I've never wow. gotten in the top 10, rank-wise. Um,
1: well, I've spent all of my time trying to beat the Lich King, so I've not really done any of the rank situations. And plus, I... All of my decks right now are custom-built to fight PvE bosses. Yeah. yeah, so I I don't have enough, like, room to make a PvP deck that would make any sense. Yeah. And they keep giving me, like, the play X number of Warlock cards. So whenever I do do PvP, I'm just going there to throw Warlock cards on the board. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, yeah, I can see that. And then you you, you play to get the gold, and you're not really worried about winning, so...
1: Yeah, I don't
0: care. Yeah. It's a different approach. Not really the way I play it, and probably the way you should play it is just get the gold and then worry about winning later.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Whatever. So what if maybe your strategy's good? I don't care. Whatever. News! I think you're going to be shocked if
1: we play together. I don't think I'll be shocked. (laughs) I think
0: it'll be fun because it'll be the first time I ever got to play anybody I freaking know. Actually, (laughs) no. And if I lose, I'll just be excited I played and lost to someone I know.
1: I'm happy and human,
0: I know. Yes, that's right. Me. Yeah, it's like I a have faceless friends. name of somebody that's talking shit to me, you know, through this, you know, barely, you know, this poor example of communication of, you know, I can squelch the person or they can keep saying hello or whatever they want to say, but they're really just mocking me and that's their way of mocking me. I just want to, yeah.
1: Whenever someone's doing things horrible, I just say, well played, over and over again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are that person, then, huh? Yeah, I I am. The only time I ever do anything like that is if they do bad, I'll say, whoops. Um, But, uh, yeah, oh, my God, yeah, it's going to be the worst. We'll play once or twice, and I'll be like, no, I can't play with you. Then you're going to, like,
1: unfriend me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, something happened, technological, don't know what it is.
0: (sighs) The microphone its static. Um, so news. Any news that there is there is some notable uh, news out there, but nothing that I think you would be very interested in. Specifically, a lot of ports to the Switch. Nope, very
1: don't funny. care, but
0: go on. Go on. Yes, you've checked out more gin in the cup. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm i actually pretty excited about a couple of these, one of which I know I'm pretty I am pretty sure I'm going to get on the Switch. The other one I own on the Xbox 360 and I may actually pick it up on the Switch just because I can play it anywhere now. Um the first one is Doom. So the the release of Doom on the Xbox 1 um you know, it was critically well received. I can't believe that they ported it or were able to port it, but they did. And so there is a port on That's a uh,
1: crime against humanity.
0: It may be. Uh, supposedly, and from the reviews I've seen, uh, everything is very positive, though. Lots of positive reviews for it. Because um, the, the, drawback... the only people
1: that have played it are Nintendo fanboys who own a Switch. Eh,
0: well, prob- possibly. Very possibly. I'm assuming that they are all the most objective people in the world. But um, that could just be my naivete. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Doom is coming out, and, and I've wanted to pick it up. Uh, if it's full price on the Switch, I can tell you I won't pick it up uh, because I can buy it used on the Xbox One in 1080p and get to see it that way, the way God meant it to be seen. Um, if it is about the same price, you know, 19.99, I can get it on there, which I doubt it will be. Then I'll pick it up on the Switch because I can play it, uh, you know, play a handheld version of it wherever I want to go. Second game that I actually am considering picking up, because I never finished it, uh, and I don't ever play my Xbox 360 anymore, so I don't know that I ever will, is L.A. Noir, or Noir, L.A. Noir, and L.A. Noir is, um, you know, it's a, that rock star game set in the, uh, the 20s, I believe. And uh, or 20s and 30s, I can't remember if it's in the 30s or not. But anyway, it's it's the noir period, and so I'm assuming the 20s. And uh, you're a detective. You've yeah, it's in the 20s because you just came back from World War One, and uh, you know you're uh, you're a detective that uh, rises you know through the ranks based on how you solve solve some of the uh, the crimes, and you you move from arson to homicide to narcotics and as you're doing all that um you know well it, it, you know it's it, it's a game it came out like three or four years ago but um it's coming out on it's remastered and coming out on the switch and it's one la it, it's noir it. yeah yeah i played it yeah it's a
1: good it game
0: a good game
1: it's it's a shame it wasn't like better reviewed because it like really did excellent like face mapping and things like that yeah
0: no, it was great, and you could—I mean—you could tell all of the actors that were involved in it. I mean, there are a ton of big actors that were involved in this game. So, it's coming out on the Switch, and uh, I think I may buy it just to support it and also get to finally finish it because I never finished it on the Xbox 360. So,
1: wasn't it based around like the Black Dahlia murders or something very similar?
0: Yes, yeah, it was. Um, and because I didn't finish it, I don't really know. I'm I'm pretty sure the narrative ties together at the end, uh, because you work your up your way up through the police office, their police station, whatever, uh, as a detective, going through arson and all the other ones, and you. Find, I think the last one is narcotics. So, but I never got that far, or I never did much in
1: narcotics. I, I don't remember it to be.
0: Well, for anybody out there that does, there did. Uh, I think that's the path, but. But that's the only news. There's a lot of Switch stuff out there uh, that I can think of. That's really the only news that I really cared about. So I'm sure you're... nothing. I
1: mean, I just spent 10 minutes talking about Hearthstone, so I think I violated <laughs> my news segment. So yeah, I think we'll have to true. move on to a proper topic. Otherwise, proper people topic. are going to be like, this is too long.
0: Jesus. Well, good. That topic, that topic you didn't want to listen to was brought to you by our sponsor, audible.com. Reading is fun, and Audible has been around for almost 20 years, providing you a great service. Help us out by heading over to audibletrial.com and check out their trial service of a free audiobook and 30-day trial. Amanda, what is our recommendation today?
1: All right, so our recommendation today is one that I know absolutely nothing about other than it's really highly rated. It's called The Dispatcher we do by our homework here. Scal- Scalazzi. No, I'll tell you why right? Because it's narrated by Zachary Quinto. And oh, I okay. would just find his voice really soothing. It's
0: like someone's reading you a book.
1: Exactly. And look, it's rated 4.43 um, by almost a thousand people. Yeah. So almost four and a half stars by like a thousand people. You get to listen to Zachary Quinto tell you a story. Does it really matter what the story's about? I don't think so. I don't think so, So no. You know, that's my pick, and I'm sticking to it, and you can get it with your free trial. And why not use your free trial on a true gamble like that, you know?
0: I can dig it. You can head over to audibletrial.com todcast and get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com todcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Our main topic... Last week we talked about um, melee class and and uh, ranged classes, and uh, we started to talk about you know your your RPG class in, in an MMO or in a in a in a larger sense, and how does that really reflect your personality, or does it reflect your personality? So what are your thoughts? Do you think that or, or well, first of all, what is your your role playing class uh, or your favorite role playing class, uh, and it can be from any it can be from Guild Wars. It can be from any of those. It can be from Skyrim, because there are tropes to all RPGs. So, what is your what is your favorite RPG class, and and does it affect your personality, or does your personality affect which class you choose? Oh, you um, lied. You you were eating still.
1: Um, my flatmate brought me. Tinder happy hippos. What?
0: Yeah. yeah we don't we don't have those right in now. America.
1: I mean they're amazing and you should. They're so good.
0: Aren't um, they German?
1: They are. Yeah, okay. but if you go to Aldi, I'm sure you can get them. Because Aldi's a German grocery store. Ah.
0: That
1: is in America.
0: Yeah. They store their pineapples next to, you know, your toy cars and whatever else. It's the strangest arrangement of...
1: It's a know. very weird store. It
0: is a weird <laughs> store, for sure. Proceed, um, anyway.
1: Okay, right. I'm going to have to set this down because it's too good and I want another bite, but I've like, literally just bit off his mouth and like his eyes are just watching me. <laughs> 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 it's so horrible. Um, okay. So, what class do I usually play? I would say... I usually play, and this is going to sound strange, a healer Okay. or a tank. Or a tank. Um, and I'm being very specific about this. I'm narrowing it to MMORPGs because normal RPGs don't really need that many classes. If you're playing, like, a solo experience, you are by definition DPS. Yeah? <laughs> like, right, right. So... It needs to be a multiplayer experience. No. Uh, <laughs> um, my, my husband just at, like tried to tell us what DPS stood for, and he was not correct. Um, what, did
0: say, what did he say it was?
1: You, I'm not repeating it, or we'll get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so the reason why I usually play a healer or a tank is I find those are the leadership roles in a group. So the, the healer is integral and also can control the success of the entire, um, instance. So whenever I was a healer, if the team wasn't following directions or they weren't listening or they were aggroing things or standing in fire or whatever, I just stop healing. And we'd wipe and we'd start over. So, the, the, well, because there's no reason to prolong an instance when there's no chance of success. So it's just True. one of those things where being a healer or being a tank, especially when you're a guild leader or a guild officer, um, and I'm usually one of those two things wherever I am, they yeah. allow you to have control over the instance. So other people, they can make things go wrong, but only the healer or the tank can complete it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because a good, a good tank can just keep something going kind of ad infinitum. You know what I mean? As, as long as they hold the aggro and the healers on board, they can just kind of soak it you'll just get nowhere and you'll sit there for, you know, 30 minutes doing nothing. Um, but, only, only a healer or a tank can wipe a team in five seconds. So all the all the tank needs to do is drop aggro, and everybody wipes. And all the healer needs to do is stop healing, and everybody wipes. Um, yeah. <laughs> if if one DPS person isn't doing DPS, you won't really notice till after the battle. Um, I think at least once when I was playing WoW, uh, we defeated. Um, the that dragon whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, Which we defeated one? <laughs> him, and, and the one where you're on his back.
0: Oh, uh, Deathwing.
1: Yeah, thanks. We defeated him, and one of the DPS had like gone AFK, so like yeah. the first phase of the instance, he just wasn't there, but yeah. we still defeated him anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah.
1: You know that's so true though. It just. Yeah that i would say that's probably why i choose those classes i do enjoy being a healer generally even when i'm not in a guild leader setting so like things like evolve or whatever because you're an important part of the team and you generally get less shit so people are less aggressive with the healing characters online when you're playing with strangers than they are with any other sort of character True, because Absolutely. they want that sweet, sweet green healing.
0: They do, they do, and and they're you know, and I, I want to take it a step further because I think it, well, maybe I do, maybe I will. I don't know that it will or not, but I think it's from a personality standpoint. I think take tanks, DPS, and and uh, healers do have particular personality qualities. You know, I think people who are drawn to DPS. Um, you know, if you think about it this way, if, and again, I'm probably going to flame or get flamed by for saying this, but if you, if you go back to any pug or any MMORPG that you've played and you've gotten into a group and there's a jerk in the group, Mm -hmm. they're almost exclusively a rogue DPS.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, they are almost exclusively only have to worry about one thing, and that's DPS. You oh, get yeah. getting out of the fire, um, and like you said, they're almost always classes that don't have any versatility. So mage, rogue, hunter, classes that that can only DPS. They don't have any other function. You know, they can't. They can't. They can pretend to be a tank. When You know, if they have a pet, but only until their pet dies. No,
1: yeah. I find rogues to be the worst, which yeah. is weird because in a solo experience, I usually play whatever version of ranged stealth character there is. But in yeah. a team setting, rogues specifically tend to be the worst because not only do they, like, only have to do damage, yeah. but they generally don't need any healing or aggro management. Right they're very much like lone wolf. If they've gotten hit, they screwed up. So they tend to be a bit cowboy where they're like, I don't need you to heal me because if I'm doing my part, right, I never got any damage. You know what I mean? Like I was in out job done, you know, and and I was in your aura, which you didn't use in a directive fashion. (laughs) So you can't call that proper healing. You know what I mean? I find that people who play stealth, Melee characters, DPS are the worst. Yeah, because they truly have created a build that's not made for socialization.
0: Right. (laughs) I
1: find, I find that a lot of tanks can be super demanding.
0: For sure, absolutely.
1: So you know, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Where is the healer? Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I would would say say my need for Control uh, as a personality trait is the reason yeah. why I chose Tanker Healer, but not because I particularly enjoy those roles, but more because I could control the flow of the instance better right. from those places. Um and healing is what I choose generally if ever given an option because it's it's necessary, it's needed, and I feel like generally people get a load of shit online anyway, when they play with strangers, women probably a bit more than they should. And generally people keep their mouth shut when they need that healing. So, you
0: know, I, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I've never enjoyed playing tank. Um, the mechanics of playing a tank, the, I don't, I do get really anxious, uh, in, in games. Uh, i think when when it's a situation like that i i don't want i like to be in the background i don't need any i don't need to be praised or anything like that i don't need i think that's why i like being a healer is i there's a lot of i have a lot of power but i don't have to be in the forefront like i don't have to be known if in fact it's kind of like um if if you hear about the healer it's usually a bad thing you know, yeah. if somebody starts mentioning the healer, it's because something just got jacked up. And and so I like being in the background. And I, I remember, uh, I don't know how long ago or when you quit playing, but there was a big, heavy DPS fight uh, uh, in Naxxramas, um, Patchwork. Patchwork was, you know, the big, you know, golem-looking ogre, or, or ogre, I think he was. That his stomach was split and he had like two weapons or whatever. And you basically, as soon as you jumped over the the slime river or whatever, you were right at him. And it was, you know, he could, he hit for a lot. And so it was very healing intensive. And so to be able to heal that fight, you had to be on your, you know, your P's and Q's. And so it was one of those fights where I was really proud because as a shaman healer, you're not a one, you're not a one-target healer. You know, you're a you're a party healer, and because uh, I think at the time paladins were much better, and and priests were much better one-target healers. And so, um, but we didn't have any priests, and we didn't have any. Uh, well, we didn't have any priests. We did have a paladin that uh, was healing the tank, and that was like that healer's job was to keep the tank alive. And yeah, uh, so, you have to do that. Yeah, and so for me, my job was to keep everybody else alive, and uh, it's one of those things where you just there is a. I can't sense believe of pride. you did that
1: with a shaman. I remember that fight. Yeah, like that was difficult for me uh, as a holy priest. Oh, with I know. Yeah. holy word. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh,
0: no, it's super hard, but it was one of those that I was really proud of that fight, and then the the one that you that's a little bit later where you um, he's the guy. He's uh, the big monster that has the, uh, he lets out the gas and you have to move, you know, you have to inch forward mm-hmm. and uh, get yeah. out of the gas or whatever. Um, yeah. That one I, I enjoyed because that was a fun mechanic uh, of, of healing because you had to heal and you had to move. And uh, so there was, a, you feel involved. Because a lot of it now where you could just be, you don't even have to be facing the, 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 the fight. You can just be over in the corner and you can be healing. Not even looking at the fight, and uh, so it's not quite as intensive. And I think that's some of the changes they've made to make the game more accessible. Um, But for me, it's still healing. Actually, was my favorite role to play. You just couldn't you couldn't level as a healer a healing shaman. That would take it was impossible. Um, It would have taken you forever. So I had to level as enhancement, and then I would. Get into parties, and then when I was in guild, you know, I was one of the main raid healers, and it was because I didn't care about the 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 accolades or, or any kind of recognition. I enjoyed getting to go. I enjoyed helping. I enjoyed uh, the healing aspect of it. I didn't want to be the the one leading the raid, but I did want to be somebody that uh, uh, contributed, contributed
1: in, a, in an important way.
0: Yeah, it was vital to it. Couldn't be done without it. You know, can't do it without the healers and um and so anyway that that's my thing, but I think that we hit the nail on the head in terms of the worst examples of of m m o uh characteristics and and maybe people who choose particular characters um and I, I anyway, like I said, I think that there's something to be said for people who are drawn to i think tanks are control they do have a control aspect to their personality where they feel they need that control, they need to lead. They need things to be done a particular way, and they want to take the reins, you know.
1: Oh, the best part about being a tank, though, is that two seconds before DPS begins when you're – so maybe your experience might be slightly limited by the fact that you've only really played WoW. um, But, like – and it's not super common in WoW for them to do herding, But that's the best part about being a tank is hurting.
0: Yeah. Getting everything together or.
1: Sort of. So like, so let's say you have a spawn that's kind of in a big room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're a tank. You pop your God mode. You go through there, sweep up, aggro everything. Yeah, we're not talking about boss fight. I'm talking about just like right,
0: just cleaning a room. Out. Level
1: clearance, yeah. yeah. So you aggro every single thing, and then you're like screaming on team speak, like incoming three seconds, and behind you is a trail of thirty dudes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then
1: there, and then the you have such good aggro on them that they are, like, trying to dogpile on top of you to the fact that they're all clipping each other. Yeah. And then all the DPS unleashes their god mode simultaneously and 30, like, baddies drop in one (laughs) go. That is the best part about being a tank, is, like, you could just imagine yourself kind of dusting yourself off from this pile of, like, disintegrated bodies. You're like, right next one. (laughs) Like... That's the best part about being a tank. Yeah. That's because pretty. Because cool. you you you're in the front line. I don't generally play melee as a general rule, but if I do, I don't wanna have to block because I wanna just have super powerful skin that blocks itself. You know, I don't enjoy oh, yeah. blocking generally. Oh, yeah. So I find tanks. There's you don't have to do that. Your skin is rigid enough. You don't have to tie right. any of that stuff or anything like that. So it's just very much like being there and maintaining the interest of whatever you're trying to maintain the interest of and keeping your own health bar up. And I think being a healer is actually quite a natural transition to a tank because you're used to monitoring your health bar and you know how healing works. So if you know your healer has recently just popped their God mode, you know to be more attentive of your own health. Yeah. So I feel like you could, if if you were in, like, a place where you felt comfortable, I feel like you could be a really good tank. And I think it would be an interesting experience to try be, actually enjoying being the center of the chaos for a minute. And yeah. everything coming off without a hitch is the best part.
0: Yeah. Well, there's there that's where it gets a little bit more complicated with being a, a tank. And I agree with you. I've tried it. Uh, it's the only—it's the only spec that I don't have a lot of experience at, and I think it's because there's there's a pretty sharp learning curve, and to do it in an unsafe environment like in a pickup group um, is really daunting. yeah don't try that. That's daunting. So, but I don't have an active guild, you know, so it's like I, I have to either learn it that way or learn it like go study the mechanics and then jump into the fire in a, you know, in some kind of, you know, just starting in dungeons and work my way up or get back into a guild actively and and try to see if I can get some of them to come with me and teach me how to, you know, properly tank. And so I've been, I've I've watched a lot of videos. Try that. Yeah. I've watched a lot of videos and I think I can work my way up. It'll be a lot faster that way. I've got a Druid on WoW that I can use as my, as my tank. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Is, is once you get into those, in a lot of the dungeons, it doesn't matter. But there are tank mechanics that you need to know. Like certain bosses need to be, need to be pulled to a part of the room or need to be faced a particular direction, you know, so that you don't get the rest of the party wiped. <laughs> so, um, all important things. And I think that's part of the thing that's really cool and the social aspect of MMOs that is powerful. Even though I'm like the antithesis of that because I've pretty much played WoW by myself almost the entire time. Um, Maybe one of the only people in the history of the game. Seems
1: marginally unhealthy, but all right.
0: (laughs) Well, there is a solo aspect to the game and I've gotten the most out of that, I'll tell you that. Um, But anyway, closing thoughts on RPG classes and personality. Any final thoughts?
1: Uh, I think sometimes it's nice to try a class that you don't usually use. You know what I mean? And I think
0: yeah. that's,
1: that's probably something that you should do next, considering you've played like most things, is just try a class that you've never done. You give it a shot, see how you feel.
0: I agree. And, I'm, and I think I'm going to do it. I'm inspired. So. <laughs> I am inspired. So that brings us to our final topic, our featured favorites. This topic is where we always choose one of our favorite games. They aren't necessarily critically great, necessarily, or, or well-received, but they are one of our favorites. Um, and I know that there is a, a tremendous amount of games out there in, in the library, but uh, I'm not... well. And you've played so many. You've actually pl- probably played more games than I have, uh, even though I've played games for longer. But, uh... <clears throat> I'm going to go farther back with mine, but I'll let you go first. I'm going to go back in time for my featured favorite, but I'll let you go first.
1: So my featured favorite is Guild Wars 2. I think it's now a free-to-play MMORPG, but when I started playing it, I started pretty much week one. Um, Some friends of mine from World of Warcraft had gotten the game, and we all started playing together. I didn't play it for a very long time because I feel like the game doesn't have loads of longevity, but I feel like it has really interesting mechanics. Um, the fact that when you change your weapon, you get different powers, um, means that there's almost infinite combinations that you could have uh, in any one of the classes. So, you know, you could... You know, have two different ranged weapons that have different powers associated with them or ranged and a healing weapon or melee and a ranged or so you've kind of got loads of little options. Um, I would say the last time I played it was probably like 2012. Um, but it was definitely a really cool experience and definitely worth the purchase price, which at the time was 60 quid. I think it's free now. So if you've got time and you like an MMO, I can definitely recommend Guild Wars 2. Graphics are good. Story is good. And it still has a fairly lively community from what I can tell.
0: Huh. I will, I, I've actually always heard good things about it, so it might be something I would check out. Um For me, it's... uh, I I went back to the GameCube, actually. Um, Of course, Nintendo. And uh, there are a number of games... (laughs) Of course. There are a number of games that I could have chosen uh, in this series, but I chose this one because I feel like it was the one that uh, resonated the most with me, and that's Metroid, Metroid Prime. I played the first one, and I couldn't have told you the story had I not gone back and had someone tell it to me. In fact... When I was a kid, and I know I finished Metroid, but I couldn't have told you that that Samus was a girl. Like, I don't think that, I, I don't even think I knew that. Didn't that didn't resonate for me either. Yeah, I don't remember. And so, Super Metroid comes out, and it was good too, and I enjoyed it, and it was, it was a lot of fun on Super Nintendo. But it was Metroid Prime, where the first time it was in 3D... Or, you know, it was three-dimensional in terms of the game. It wasn't actually a 3D game. But it was a, in three dimension, a three-dimensional game in that, you know, you actually... Uh, it wasn't side-scrolling. Uh, you know, the bosses were huge. And, and uh, the gameplay, it took everything that was good about the first two iterations and it put it in a 3D world. And uh, so even when you shrink down into the size of the ball... And you go through all the the tubes or whatever, and you and you come out, and you're dropping and you drop bombs like you could in that position, um, collecting all the weapons. Uh, the lore of the game they kind of expanded on that, and so um, it was just a really good game. And and the GameCube I think is an underrated console, um, probably this one of the strangest of the Nintendo choices uh, because if you didn't have it, the GameCube actually had a handle on it, like it was meant to be taken. From place to place to play, and so you had a little handle, it looked like a lunchbox.
1: People did that. They yeah. did that, I'm like sure. for like little little like group parties. You take it over to your friend's house who had a better TV.
0: <laughs> so you took your your GameCube lunchbox over there and and uh, played. It's fantastic. I mean,
1: I didn't because I wasn't cool enough to have one at the time. That's why so you much. hate Nintendo. That's why. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, now the truth comes out. Well, uh, Metroid Prime is my my pick for uh, featured favorites. Uh, I think it's a fantastic game, um, and one of the one of the one of the best games or better games that came out on the GameCube. Um, so that wraps up this episode of the Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, TempleOfGeek.com. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at retrorebel at templogeek.com. Please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download and rate us, because that really helps our show. Until the next time.
1: See you later.